Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. I want you to turn in your Bibles, if you have them with you, and I hope you do, some kind of device, that you can turn to the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. The Gospel of Matthew, verse 39, I mean, excuse me, chapter 39, verse 35 through 38. Now, before I read this passage to you, I want to take just a minute here in a second to show you some photos that really spoke to my heart here recently. Now, you know, living in this area right here, if you ride around anywhere at all in in this community, if you pay attention and look around, you're going to see what's going on right now. It's harvest time. You, You see farmers that are out there and they are picking corn right now. The area where I live in Calypso, it was we, we were a gated community. We were gated by corn, and corn was all around us, but now the corn is being picked, and you can actually see Calypso. If you ride by, don't blink. You can see it. And so the corn uh, is being harvested right now, and I saw some combines in the fields working, and the Lord just began to speak some things to my heart. And there's a picture right here I want to show to you. I don't know if you can make it out or not. But that is, a, that is a combine going through a field of corn, harvesting, picking the corn, however you want to word it. And the Lord spoke to me from that photo. Now, that photo was sent to me. I took a lot of those photos, uh, many of them, but this one was sent to me from some of our farmers here in the church. That is uh, Rex Price and uh, his dad, Tracy. But Rex is driving that combine, and he's picking corn. And the Lord began to speak to me and showed me how... That combine is being mobilized to go forward to harvest the corn. And not only is it mobilized and moving forward, harvesting the corn, but look in the background at all those grain bins right there. And the Lord began to speak to me about we have to be ready to mobilize, but also there has to be a a time that you make room for the harvest, that you make room for the harvest. Go on to the next picture. This is another picture of uh, their combine and and they're harvesting and they're working hard. Listen, there's an urgency to the the harvest. They're picking corn and they have a a tractor that rides alongside of the combine and the combine never really has to stop. He's unloading the grain as he's picking it and dumping it right into one of these trailers here that's being hauled off, some to the mill, some to the grain bins. Uh, to go in dryers. I actually got a chance to ride on the combine. Uh, I left uh, from doing a funeral the other week and was coming through and Rex called me. He says, I'm near the church and I'm on my combine. And I said, I'll be right there. And I took some pictures. I don't have that one, but I was in the combine in my suit there and we were picking corn. And Rex was in his work, his farm clothes. I was in my suit and we were going through the fields uh, picking corn and I sure learned a lot about the harvest. Look at this next picture here. 
This is Rex right there. That's the combine that we were on. You can't really see him in there, but Rex is in the cab, and he's waving at all of us right there. And uh, we rode that combine, and we picked corn for a little while. And I want you to know, man, listen, just look at that picture right there. Just take a look at it, and look at that Carolina blue sky. Hallelujah. That, that Carolina blue sky and that, that beautiful scenery right there, and it reminded me how blessed we are uh, in our area around us because of our farmers. And thank God for our farmers today. Amen. Thank God for our farmers. And I appreciated that opportunity to be on that combine, and I appreciated how the Lord was speaking to me and reminding me that it's harvest time. It's harvest time. I want you just to bear with me for the next few minutes. Jesus told us that there would be a great last day harvest. He told us there would be a great last day harvest. He says in the Gospel of Matthew that Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In verse 38, he says, Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Evidently, when Jesus was speaking to his disciples here, he, he saw something to indicate to them that there was a, a, a great harvest when we think of a great harvest, we think there's a, a great revival, a great awakening taking place. But we don't see that here in this context. What we see here is Jesus saying to his disciples that there is a great harvest. And that great harvest is people who are helpless and who are harassed and who are like people, like, like sheep without a shepherd. And friend, I'm just telling you right now, if you look at the world that we live in right now and look in the communities that we live in right now, there's a lot of people walking around and they're walking around helpless, they're walking around harassed, and they're walking around like a, a sheep without a shepherd. And Jesus is saying when you see that, that's an indication that there's a great harvest in front of you. There's a great harvest, Jesus says. And I want to just remind you through a personal testimony that I feel that the Holy Spirit laid upon my heart just uh, a few months ago. I don't want you to think I'm getting way out there, but you know the Lord still, He speaks to His people, right? And in my prayer time, I was seeking the Lord and praying, and I feel like the Holy Spirit began to show me a vision of the last day harvest. I really do. I believe He was showing me a picture of it, and there's been other people that have said things to me that have been an indication and a confirmation that I know it was the Lord showing me the last day harvest. And when I saw this picture, this glimpse, these images that were in front of me, all I could say was, my reply was, I see the harvest. I see the harvest. I see the harvest harvest and what I was seeing in these little glimpses and these images I saw people from all of our local communities around us and they were flooding this campus they were flooding this church and they were harassed and they were helpless they were they were looking for help and they were actually hungry for the truth of God's word 
And they were coming to this church and, and some of the ones that were here that we were helping, they were given this testimony that the reason they, they came to this church is because they saw a, a, a great light. It was a great attraction, a, a beam of light that, would, that, that brought them here, that attracted them here. And the people that were attracted to this, this great light, they had come here on this campus and to this church out of a great desperation. Some of the glimpses of the people I saw that came on this campus here were people that were contemplating suicide. Some of the people that were coming here on this campus were in deep, dark depression. Many of them addicted to strong, uh, demonic strongholds in their life. Many of the ones that were showing up here in those glimpses were, were families that did not have the financial support to, 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 uh, to provide for themselves or their families. And many of them were coming here and they were hungry. I'm talking about physically hungry. They were hungry, looking for a meal. They were coming here because they were thirsty. There was physical needs in their life. And many of them that came here in that glimpse that I saw, they needed medical attention for their life. They needed something. Something was going on with their bodies and they need medical help. And my reply when I saw this glimpse was, I see the harvest. I see the harvest. I see the harvest. And I felt like the Lord said right back to me, the Lord said to me that this is a picture I'm giving you of the last day harvest and you need to mobilize the church needs to mobilize and you need to be ready to respond to these people that are coming to this light you need to be ready to respond to help meet these needs and if you will respond I'm going to make room for the harvest to come and that's the same thing God showed me when I saw that combine in that picture with those grain bins that if we will mobilize, God's going to make the room. God's going to make the room. And what we have to do as a church is we have to be ready to respond. I'm telling you right now, the Lord is reminding us there is a last day harvest that is ready. There's a last day harvest of multitudes of people, multitudes of people that are lost and without Jesus. Can I tell you today, there's a last day harvest of children that need God. There's a last day harvest of teenagers that need God. There's a last day harvest of women who need God. There's a last day harvest of men who need God. Our families, our friends, our co-workers, our classmates. Uh, listen, our neighbors. Our, our mission here at this church is to be a place of hope for anybody from anywhere. And I'm telling you right now, there are anybody's from anywhere that are without Jesus and they are part of this last day harvest. And Jesus is telling us that it's harvest time. It's harvest time. So how are we going to reach this last day harvest? How are we going to mobilize as a church and, and respond to these people? And can I tell you this right now? That vision that God gave me, I believe uh, that that was a few months ago, and God is already sending those people here to this church. They are, let me just tell you this right now. They are already coming. They're showing up here week by week. They're coming. They're desperate. They're low. They're depressed. Some are contemplating suicide. Some are broken in their homes. I'm just telling you right now, God is already sending them here. And we got to be ready to respond. We got to be ready to respond. I'm glad you're clapping because it overwhelms me. I just want to tell you that it, when, when I think about what the Lord showed me in that vision there, I, it overwhelms me of the people and the multitudes that are out there that are in this situation and they need Jesus. 
But how are we going to reach them? How are we going to mobilize? Well, Jesus tells us how here in this passage I share with you. The first thing that the church must do if we're going to mobilize and, 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 and reach the last day harvest is we must love the harvest. Say love. love. We must love the harvest. When, the Bible says in verse 36, when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Can I tell you this morning that Jesus had compassion on people? The whole mission of Jesus was to walk this earth and to express and to demonstrate uh, God's love to all people. Jesus loved people. He, he, his whole mission, he mobilized himself to go to people because he loved them. He loved all people. He loved lost people. He loved confused people. He loved helpless people. He loved harassed people. He loves needy people. He loves hopeless people. He loves broken people, sick people. He loves rejected people. He loves crazy people. That ought to give all of you hope today. Hallelujah. He loves all people. He loves all people. Jesus loved the harvest. And I'm going to ask you the same question I feel like the Lord was asking me. Do we really, do we really love the harvest? Do we really love the harvest? Do we really have a compassion and a care for people that we know if they die without Jesus, they're on their way to hell? Do we, do we really care? Do we really love the harvest? I want to tell you this morning, if we're going to mobilize and if we're going to reach this last day harvest, we must have the love of Jesus Christ flowing through us. It must be a sincere love, a genuine love, because if it's not, people are going to pick up on it if it's something that's manufactured. It has to be the Holy Spirit's love working through us. And we need this love. We need to have the love of Christ so we can love all people. Jesus, he loved people. He demonstrated his love to people by actively responding. Jesus, he, he, he mobilized himself and, and he went to people and he responded to their physical needs. And more than anything, he responded to their spiritual needs. How many of you know this morning that if you encounter somebody with some physical needs, if you'll take time to help them through their physical needs, that it'll open up a door for you to be able to help them with their spiritual needs? And Jesus, that's, he was the master of that. He, he mobilized himself to, to, to uh, work through the physical needs so he could meet their spiritual needs. And he expressed amazing love by his actions. He was always focused. Jesus was always focused on the harvest, the last day harvest. You know why? Because love is active. Love is active. Love, love will move you to help somebody. Love will move you to share Christ with somebody. Love will move you to invite somebody to church. Love will move you to pick somebody up and bring them to church. Love will move you to pray with somebody and to pray for somebody. Why? Because love is active. Love is active. And we have to be willing and ready to respond with the heart and the compassion of God. And listen, we're not only to love with our actions, but we're also to love with our words. Love with our works and love with our words. Our, mesh, our message is a message of love. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's a message of love. 
We're not here to get in a, a debate and an argument with somebody about this or that. No, we have a message of love. Jesus loves each and every one of you in this place today. All of you watching with us online. He loves you. He loves you. Our message is a message of love. The cross of Christ is a message of love. Jesus was crucified for you. He died on the cross for you because he loves you. He was placed in a grave and three days later he was, he was raised from the grave and he lives forever and because he lives you can live too forever in a place called heaven. You can have eternal life and you can have a victorious life here on this earth because of Jesus Christ and because he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Will everybody accept that message? No. For Paul said this right here, that the message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. Hallelujah. Listen, the message of love and the message of the cross is good news. Good news. And the Gospels tell us that Jesus went around and he was preaching the good news. He was preaching the good news. And listen, we've been called to preach the good news. And I'm not talking about what most people think about in American church today, that we have to be behind a pulpit to preach the word. That word preach doesn't mean that. That word preach means that we're going about everywhere and we're willing to herald the message of love. We're willing to share the message of love. We're willing to tell the message of love. We're willing to witness the good news we're willing to reflect the good news but it's everybody's job to preach the gospel everybody's job to preach the gospel let me ask you listen if you're not if you don't go to your family and tell them about Jesus then who do you think is going to do it if, if you don't go to your friends and tell them, who do you think is going to do it if you don't go to your co-workers or your classmates and tell them who, who do you think is going to tell them I told them in the first church, in the first service, I said, what you need to do is you go and you find those friends, those family members, whoever you know that's lost, and you lock them up in a room and you shut the door. You get in there with them. Tell them you're obeying Scripture. It's in Philippians so-and-so. It's really not. Lock them in a room. And you talk to them about their soul. You have a conversation. I'm not asking them what the basketball or the football score is or uh, if they caught fish or the weather's great outside. No, I need to talk to you because I'm concerned about your soul. Are you saved and on your way to heaven? I'm not letting you get by me. I'm not letting you get out of this room until I know that I know that you have turned to God and you surrendered your life to him. Who's going to do that? Who's going to go? Who's going to go to your family and go to your friends? Paul says, how then can they call on the one that they have not believed in and how can they believe in the one whom they've not heard and how can they hear without someone preaching to them we must be willing to preach preach witness tell herald declare whatever you got to do witness uh, reflect that love of Christ do it to those that you care about and those around you because there is a great last day harvest and we have to do it with our words and we have to do it with our works and I'll also tell you this is what we must do here not only do we love but we must look for the last day harvest we must look verse 36 says that Jesus saw the crowds and Jesus was always looking for the harvest 
He was always looking for the harvest. We find this illustrated in, the, uh, in parables when Jesus said that the shepherd would leave his 99 and he would go after the one sheep that was lost and he would look until he found it. We find this illustrated when the woman who had the 10 silver coins and she lost one of them and she went looking for that lost coin until she found it. We see it illustrated through the father who was looking for his prodigal son to come home and the father was there looking every day waiting for his son. These parables illustrate that Jesus has come to seek and to save those that are lost. He came to this earth to seek the lost. He's seeking those who are perishing and those that are away from God. And I want to tell you this morning, if you're here and you are away from God and you're lost, the Holy Spirit is seeking you. He is seeking you. If you're online watching this morning and you're lost and away from God, He is seeking after you and He wants to save you. He wants to forgive give you of your sins. He wants to give you a new life, an eternal life in a place called heaven because he's always looking for the harvest. Jesus is always looking for the harvest. I know this. We see it illustrated in John chapter 4 when Jesus was on mission one day and he was looking for a lost lady at a well. And there he had an encounter with this lady and he looked for her and he found her and he saved her because he had this powerful encounter with her life and, and he, he forgave her and, and she ended up putting her faith in him and she went back to her village there and she won many to Christ and then Jesus himself reminded his followers he says listen you should be looking for the harvest I came here looking for this woman and you should be looking for the harvest and in John four thirty five, Jesus says open your eyes and look at the fields because they're ripe for harvest they're ripe for harvest and Jesus is telling the church today to open our eyes and to look around at the last day harvest. And I ask you the question this morning, do you see the harvest? Do you see the harvest? I see the harvest. Our mission is looking for lost souls. Our, listen, the mission of the church is looking for lost souls. Our mission is looking for a harvest to reap. Our mission is to be ready to mobilize and make room for the last day harvest. Please don't check out on me here. There's a last day harvest out there and they're on their way to hell. And the question is, do we really care? Our mission is to look and to love these lost souls. Our mission is not to come into church and, and sing a couple of songs and hear a sermon and go out and check out the rest of the week and come back and do it all over again. One of the preachers at camp meeting said this statement here is stuck with me. He says it's time for the church to come out of the seats and go into the streets. It's time for the church to come out of the seats and go into the streets. And I was thinking to myself, man, if, if, if the Apostle Paul and Peter and John, if they would walk into our churches today and they would kind of go through our weekly uh, routine of what we do, they would say, this is not church. Church is about being out there and witnessing and winning and reaching the harvest, winning souls for the kingdom of God every day of our life. That has to be our focus. The church should always be looking to do something to reach the harvest. We should always be looking for those who are lost and on their way to hell. We should be looking for the lost every day of our life so God can save them and change them.
I thought about as we celebrated 9-11, 20 years. I thought about so many of those first responders on 9-11 who courageously ran into the Twin Towers and they went in there looking for people they could rescue. I thought about the first responders and some of the photos we've seen desperately digging through through the ash and through the rubble and through the debris looking for someone they can rescue. And the Lord began to speak to me when I saw those first responders. And I pray that this church, Mount Olive First PH Church, we will be a first responder church. We will be a first responder church in the middle of people's devastation, in the middle of their debris, in the middle of their darkness. We are going to mobilize and we're going to go to those places and we're going to begin to pull and uh, 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 through the rubble and go through the debris and we're going to pull people and rescue them so Jesus can save them. That's the church. We're going to be a first responder church courageously and desperately looking for people who need Jesus. May the pastors of this church be first responders. May the church staff here be first responders. May the the council here be first responders. May, May the ministry leaders of this church be first responders. May everyone who names this church as their church, may you be a first responder for Jesus Christ. God help us. And the reason why we need to be a first responder church is because Jesus said, listen, there's coming a time when 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 the day is going to run out and night is coming when no man can work. And I believe that day is coming real soon for us. The day is coming when no man can work because darkness is coming. What kind of work are we to do? Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation? Every one of us in here today, we've been called... And we've been commanded to go into the fields and preach and reach the harvest. Listen to me. He says here, go into all the world. That means go into all the world. All of us have to go. All of us. Not just a preacher. All of us have to go. If we're going to reach this this last day harvest, that means all are going to be reaching all. Everybody. Everybody is on call right now. Everybody is first responder right now. Everybody, all reaching all. Not some reaching all, all reaching all. Everyone that's a follower of Jesus Christ should be witnessing and winning people to Jesus. Everybody in this church should be sharing the gospel. Everybody should be reflecting the gospel, witnessing the gospel, herald the gospel. I don't mind. You call me and there's a situation where I can respond. I don't mind going with you. But what about you? What about you? What about you? And you're right there in the situation and God's ordained that time. What about you witnessing and you winning and you praying and you leading somebody to Jesus Christ? We, we got everything so backwards now. It's not supposed to be the preacher runs and doing it and I'll do my part. I promise you, I will. But it takes all reaching all. We must be looking for the last day harvest with an urgency. I'm telling you right now, friend, reach your family. Reach your friends. If you know they're lost, I'm just telling you right now, you, you, you need to make it a priority, please, to get to them and talk to them about their soul. Plant the seed. Harvest the seed. God help us to do it with urgency. 
This past week, we laid to rest a beautiful lady that attended this church, Miss Sharon Parrish. Miss Sharon was a blessing to our church. And we did a service for her on Friday. Her husband, Dan, was here this morning in the first service. God bless him. In that service on Friday, her husband, Dan, stood up and spoke on behalf of his wife who was in heaven now, who's in heaven now. He did a powerful job honoring his wife. I wish everyone in here could have heard what that man said. It spoke to me in such a powerful way, encouraged me, but also challenged me as well. But right before the service to honor Sharon's life, we were in this room in the back. And Dan's dad came up to me. Dan's dad is 86 years old. He was in the Marine Corps. He got out of the Marines and he joined the Air Force and retired out of the Air Force. He's 86 years old. And he is a, he's a tough man. When he looks at you with his eyes, it almost looks like he just kind of looked through you. He's 86 years old. He loves Jesus Christ. He is so bold and so courageous in his faith and his uh, witness for Christ. He came up to me right before the service was to start for sharing. And he came and he's got this little cane. And he walks up and he's kind of a stout man too. And he walks up and looks. He's still got the buzz cut. And he hands me this gift. And he says, I have an offer and I want to give to your church. I want to give it in memory of my daughter-in-law, Sharon. And I said, yes, sir, I'd be glad to do whatever you want, whatever your wishes are. And then he says something to me that didn't hit me until after the service. But God brought it back to me, and it grabbed a hold of my heart. He handed me that gift, and he says, I want to give this gift in memory of Sharon. And he hands it to me, and he looks at me in the eyes, and he says, use it and go get more souls. 86-year-old man who could just easily be retired and just kind of easing his way out. Now, he, he could have had the mentality that I've done my part. But at 86 years old, he comes up to me and he says, take this and go get more souls. Go get more souls. And man, that grabbed a hold of my heart and has brought so much encouragement to me that God would help us to go get more souls. This man here, 86 years old, he's still looking for the harvest. He's still looking for the harvest. 86 years old and can barely walk and he's still, he's looking for the harvest. God, help us to have eyes to look for the harvest around us because time is running out. That's why Mr. Parrish was handing me that gift to go get more souls because he realizes time is running out. Jesus is coming back soon. Friend, listen to me. I hope you're receiving this. I trust you are. That you will be moved and, and ready to mobilize and go after those that are lost because there's urgency. There's urgency. Lord, help us to love and help us to look. And Lord, help us to labor for the last day harvest. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come and help me, sir. Verse 38, Jesus said, Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out laborers. 
workers, that is, into the harvest field. We got to have workers. You, you, are, you are one of the laborers. You are one of the workers. I was thinking about that picture with Rex in that combine, picking that corn. Some of you farmers that are here. Can, can you imagine waking up and you know it's harvest time? And you know that the, the, the harvest is ripe and ready and plentiful? And you decide, well, I'm just going to sit here at the house today and I'm going to wait for the harvest to make its way to the grain bin. That don't make no sense at all. It takes somebody willing to work, willing to labor, willing to go and get in that combine and work and drive it and, and to do what needs to be done to, to, uh, to reach that harvest, to harvest it. And we have to have laborers. We have to have workers and Jesus said that we need to pray for those labors to be sent out. We need to pray that God would send workers ready. Be ready to mobilize. We need to pray for lost souls. Are you praying? Are you praying for lost souls? Do, do you have a list of names in your Bible that you're praying for? Are you calling out names every day to God out of a name that those Steve and I pray for Mike and Joyce and Benny and Gail and Ken and Brent. I pray for TJ. I pray for Dewey. Are you, are you calling out names of people that are lost every day and asking the Holy Spirit to move their hearts to be ready to receive the gospel? There's power in prayer, friend. And I pray that you're, you're spending time laboring in prayer. Charles Spurgeon said these words right here. I'll never forget them. He says this right here, that winners of souls, winners of souls must first be weepers of souls. And God, create a burden in us. Where's the burden? We don't have a burden anymore because we're too busy. But where's the burden? Where's the weeping at for those that are lost? God, give us a burden, God. Help us, God, to labor in our prayers, praying for those that are lost and on their way to hell. I pray this church will have a burden to reach the last day harvest. We need to pray for more workers because the harvest is great and the workers are few. Pray for spirit-filled workers who will be ready to, to mobilize. We need to pray for spirit-filled workers who are ready to respond to the spiritual and physical needs of the people that are coming on this campus. Listen, there is a last day harvest that is going to require harvesters. That's you, that's you, that's you, that's all of you. That's, that's, that's all of us. Proverbs 10.5 says this, as I get ready to close. He who gathers crops in summer is a wise son, but he who sleeps during the harvest is a disgraceful son. He who sleeps instead of working in the fields is disgraceful. Friend, this is not time for us to be asleep. This is a time for us to be about the Father's business and be harvesting souls. It's harvest time. And the question is, who will go, says the Lord? Who will go? Who, who will go? Who will go? Who will be ready to mobilize? Who will be ready to respond? Dr. Terry Trammell said, the church is waiting for Jesus to come. And Jesus is waiting for the church to go. Who will go? Who will go into that field for that last day harvest? I'm here to tell you tonight, uh, this morning that I declare to you that I'm going to continue to fulfill the, the mission that God has given me to be a soul winner for Him. I pray for the gift of evangelism to be upon this church. 
I'm not willing to sit on the sidelines and watch my family and friends go to hell. I'll tell you this right now. I already know that over the last few months, through the power of the Holy Spirit, God has given me another level of boldness that I've never had before. I pray right now, and I thank God. There's been conversations I've had with people over the last few weeks, whether people I know or don't know, and just right there in the middle of the conversation, somehow, some way, it just comes rolling out, and I ask them, are you following Jesus Christ? Are you following Jesus Christ? Are you following Jesus Christ? Everything that we do here at this church, and I know I speak for the leadership of this church, everything we do here at Mount Olive First PH Church will be about loving and looking and laboring for the last day harvest of souls. Listen, it's time to quit playing church. If you're playing church, quit playing church. It's time to get serious about the Father's business. And I remind myself when I'm praying and thinking, what, what do, what, listen, at the very end, what really matters? Is it going to matter how many trophies you got in the trophy case? Is it going to matter what, I mean, what kind of uh, success and achievements that you had here on this side? Listen, you know what? All that stuff's great and fine in its time. But what really matters, what I really want to be known for, is to know that souls are being saved. Souls are being saved. Paul said, I count all that other stuff garbage. I just want to know Christ and I want other people to know Christ. It's harvest time. Who will go? Would you stand with me, please? I want to pray for you. Before we pray, I'm going to ask you for some kind of response. Please in some way indicate to me and most of all to the Lord that you're the one, you're you're here and you're saying I'm ready to go, I'm ready to respond I'm here and I'm part of this last day army that's going to gather in this harvest I'm ready pastor if you are here today and you're saying here I am Lord, send me I'll go, I'll do it would you just maybe lift your hand, something, indicate just raise a hand somewhere I'm looking for hands Thank you for being obedient to God. Thank you. I want to pray for you right now. Just bow your heads. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray right now, God, for just a supernatural boldness and love to come upon this church family right now. Every hand that was lifted to indicate, God, are willing to go for you to reach this last day harvest. I pray, God, that you would help them have a courage, a boldness, God, and most of all, your love. And God, they would have a love, God, that would inspire them to look for the harvest every day of their life, looking for people that are at the bottom, looking for people that are lost, looking for the broken, looking for the harassed, looking for the helpless. God, I pray right now, God, that we would be willing to labor. God, I pray that you would stir a burden, God, a burden, God. Lord, move our hearts. Please, Lord, move our hearts. Give us a burden, God, for those that are lost. We pray, God. We pray, Lord, for those that are away from you, Jesus. 
We pray for them. Lord, if there's anyone here right now on this campus, God, that is lost, I want to remind them today that you're looking for them, Jesus. And, and Lord, that you would save them. Anyone watching online today, God, that's lost, I would just encourage them to let them know you're looking for them because you love them and you can save them and you can give them new life today and you can give them a home in heaven. Lord, I pray right now for laborers, God. I pray right now, God, for laborers. I pray, God, for those workers, God. We need anointed workers, spirit-filled workers that are willing to mobilize and move toward the harvest. God, we need those that are spirit-filled, that are willing to respond to the physical needs and the spiritual needs. God, please, Lord, please. God, I see the harvest. I see the harvest. I see the harvest. And it's plentiful. It's plentiful. But the labors are few. So God, right now, speak to hearts.